Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give our choir a hand. Let's thank God for our choir, our music ministry. Amen. I want to lift Luke chapter 1. I want to lift verses 59 to 63. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zachariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. Last week I kicked off a preaching series for the month of December entitled Deliver Me in December. Last Sunday we talked about being delivered from judgmentalism. We are called to have good judgment, but we're not called to be judgmental. Amen. This Sunday, I want to preach as you pray with and for me from the topic, Deliver Me From Disobedience. Lord bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Christian life is a wrestling match. The Christian life is a wrestling match. The Christian life is an ongoing, never-ending wrestling match. As Christians... We wrestle against stuff lest we not become all that God wants us to become. We wrestle against legalism lest we not be gracious. We wrestle with stinginess lest we not be generous. We wrestle with carnality, lest we not be spiritual. We wrestle with pride, lest we not be humble. We wrestle with selfishness, lest we not put service above self. We wrestle with ingratitude, lest we not be grateful and thankful believers. 
We wrestle with judgmentalism. Lest we not be compassionate and merciful one to another. We wrestle with disobedience. Lest we not be the obedient followers that God wants us to become. According to this New Testament story, Zechariah and Elizabeth are wrestling with the temptation to be disobedient. According to the text, God has answered their prayer, reversed their fortunes, and blessed them with a bouncing baby boy in blue who they are about to name. As they prepare to name this bouncing baby boy in blue, the community has come to celebrate this birth, but not just a birth, a miraculous birth. If we remember the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth earlier in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 5, Elizabeth and Zechariah are chronologically mature. They are beyond the normal age of bearing children. Yet God does the miraculous in the life of Zechariah and Elizabeth and supernaturally, miraculously enables them to give birth to a child. As they are preparing to name their child in the midst of this community celebration on the eighth day of his life, when they have come to circumcise him, everyone expects his name to be Zachariah. Zachariah is his daddy. Zachariah, his father, is named after the Old, after the Old Testament prophet, yet Elizabeth, who has the ability to articulate, says, no, his name is not going to be Zechariah, but his name is going to be John. The entire community is astonished and overwhelmed concerning this new revelation concerning a name. The Jewish custom and tradition is for the boy to be named after his father, grandfather, or some other good man in the family genealogy. But nobody is named John. And radically, they begin to communicate to Zachariah, who has been mute for the past nine months, and extend him a writing tablet. And Zachariah himself confirms no, he's not named Junior. He ain't Trey. He ain't Junie. But his name is John. Zachariah and Elizabeth watch chapel obey what the Holy Spirit says by naming their child John. 
Zechariah and Elizabeth do not follow custom and the norm, but they obey the voice of the Holy Ghost. Consequently, they don't do what is the norm or the custom, but they name their child John. They could have easily named him Zechariah because of custom and tradition, but they obeyed the voice of the Holy Ghost, Gabriel, the prophet, the angel, and named their son John. They don't do what everybody else expects them to do, but they named their child John. Y'all walking with me? Because if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes the temptation in the Christian life is for us to do what is normative, customary, and expected. But Zechariah and Elizabeth Watch Chapel obeyed the voice of the Holy Ghost and named their child John. And on this Lord's Day morning, Watch Chapel, this word is for everyone because sometimes we are tempted to do what we've always done and not obey what the Holy Ghost is telling us to do right now. Sometimes we do stuff because we've always done it. We've seen somebody else do it. We saw mama do it. We saw daddy do it. Our friends do it. The people around us do it. But the Holy Ghost is saying, I want you to do something different. Despite what everybody else is doing, despite what everybody else has said, despite the norm, despite the way we've done things, despite who says we ought to do it, we ought to do what the Holy Ghost says. Can I preach this? The norm is that you fight fire with fire. But the Holy Ghost says, forgive your brother and sister 70 times seven. Preach this, Pastor. The norm says do what you want to do, but the Holy Ghost says let God order your steps. The norm is to trust no one, but God says trust me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. The norm says follow the zodiac sign. The Chinese moon, you are Aries, you ought to marry a Leo. Y'all ain't talking to me. But the Bible says, can I preach this? Come on, help me preach this, watch chapel. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways. Acknowledge me and I will direct your path. Regardless of what everybody does or says, we are called not to do what the norm says to be delivered from disobedience. And how many times have we been disobedient because everybody was doing it? We've always done it that way. So-and-so and them are doing it. Consequently, I ought to do it because they doing it. My family has always done it this way. We've always done it this way. Deliver me from disobedience. This is a hard word. Y'all ain't talking back to me, but help me preach this and keep on praying for me. Disobedience, watch chapel, is easy to surrender to. 
How many times have we just become disobedient because we've been thoughtless and careless? Disobedient because everybody was doing it. Disobedient because it was popular. Disobedient because nobody said anything. But on this day, the Holy Ghost says, deliver me from disobedience. What does this text teach us about being delivered from disobedience? The text teaches us that deliverance from disobedience teaches us that awareness makes us accountable. Notice, if you read Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 5, it gives the entire narrative of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth are a holy man and woman of God, but they are experiencing significant frustration because they are unable to conceive children. Unable to conceive children, they have prayed, prayed, fasted, sought God, yet they are unable to conceive children. Yet as Zechariah makes his way to the temple for his time to serve, Gabriel, the angel, says, you are going to give birth to a child. And God tells Zechariah through Gabriel, I want you to name him John. Now, Gabriel tells Zechariah this word nine months earlier. According to the text, nine months later, Zechariah is still operating with the awareness concerning the name that Gabriel shared with him nine months ago. Somehow, Zechariah, who's been mute because of his disbelief, another sermon for another day, help me get to the last point, communicates with his wife that his name is not going to be Zechariah, but his name is going to be John. So Zechariah and Elizabeth are aware concerning the name of their bouncing baby boy, not Zechariah, but John. And they are now obedient to God because they have been made aware concerning the revelation of Gabriel and revelation and awareness makes us accountable. Can I preach this? We are never accountable for what we do not know. But when God makes us aware and accountable, help me preach this, we are aware for what God has exposed us to. We're aware for revelation. We're aware for information. We are aware for exposure. Awareness makes us accountable. And help me preach this on this day, watch chapel. Sometimes we want to be ignorant because ignorance. <laughs> I, I didn't know. all the educators in the house. Never test your students concerning information you have not covered. It is the mean-spirited educators
educator who is willing to test students on what they have never been exposed to. It's criminal to expect what you haven't been exposed to. But once we've been exposed, once our eyes have been opened, once we have digested, internalized, and comprehended awareness, our eyes are open and we can't go back to who we used to be, what we used to do, or how we used to do it. Somebody ought to praise God that your eyes have been open, your ears have been unclogged, and you can't go back to who you used to be because awareness makes us accountable. And when we are aware, we can't go back. When we're aware, we can't be who we used to be. When we are aware, we can't sell chicken and slaughter hogs. I'm talking about the church. When we are aware, we can't be haters and engage in bad gossip. When we're aware, we can't just come on Sunday morning and sit and sleep, but you got to praise God from whom all blessings flow. When we are aware, can I preach this? God is never holding us accountable for what God has not exposed us to. But as we have been exposed, God holds us accountable for what God has made us aware of in life. And Zechariah and Elizabeth have to name him John because God is holding them accountable for what God has made them aware of. Not just accountability and awareness, but God delivers us by giving us the Courage not to conform. Deliverance from disobedience requires the courage not to conform. They've been enlightened, they've been exposed, they've been informed, but information don't mean courage. It's the eighth day Everybody around them has blue bonnets, blue onesies, blue outfits. Some of them even have the audacity to have baby Zach inscribed on the blue bonnets. <clears throat> Somebody's upset. Because they don't spend some money. And you can't make a Z into a J. And Zachariah and Elizabeth said, no, his name is not Zachariah, but his name is John. This is not just a small celebration. This is a large community celebration as folk have come 
to celebrate the arrival of this bouncing baby boy. Moreover, folk have come, watch chapel, use your sanctified imagination because Zachariah is old and Elizabeth is old. Help me preach this. They're not in their late teens. They're not in their 20s. They ain't in their 30s. They ain't in their 40s. They ain't 51 and 53. Folk have come to be nosy. She did what? Y'all ain't talking. I'm, I, I need some Bible readers to put yourself in the text. Come on now. He did what? Hold up. How does he again? Come on, man. They, what? Yet, Zechariah and Elizabeth, used by God, give birth to a bouncing baby boy, name him John. And regardless of what everybody else says, infers, innuendo, they have the courage not to conform. Watch chapel, obedience to God requires courage. Obedience to God doesn't always require intellect, doesn't always require that we speak in tongues. Obedience to God doesn't always require the right pedigree. Obedience to God doesn't always require having the right stuff. But obedience to God always requires courage because the crowd is not always courageous. The crowd will tell you to do stuff that is outside the will of God. The crowd doesn't have the same Info that you have, but it requires courage to obey God. If you're going to forgive, it requires courage. If you're going to love, it requires courage. If you're going to make your way to church on Sunday morning, it requires courage. If you're going to praise God, it requires courage. If you're going to serve, it requires courage. If you're going to walk by faith, it requires courage. If you're going to be full of hope and prayer, it requires courage. The crowd will talk about you like a dirty dog. The crowd will call you crazy. The crowd will call you a fool. The crowd will call you a holy roller. The crowd will call you other-minded. The crowd will say you are, you, you're crazy. The crowd will mock you and ridicule you. But God says, name him John. And sometimes, can I preach this, if we're going to be delivered from disobedience, it just requires the courage to obey God. Intestinal fortitude, gumption, utzpah, to do what God says regardless of what everybody else is doing. Being delivered from disobedience requires the courage not to conform. Deliverance from disobedience requires that we equate awareness with accountability. But deliverance from disobedience requires that we believe the blessings outweigh the burden. The blessings 
outweigh the burdens. I said the blessings outweigh the burdens. Y'all ain't talking to me. I, I said when you obey God, let me help somebody, you discover that the blessings outweigh the burdens. I'm not a naive preacher. I'm not a naive pastor. Sometimes as we obey God, as we follow God, there will be burdens along the journey. It's a burden when folk look at you crazy. It's a burden when folk talk about you. It's a burden when you keep your mouth shut, when you want to give folk a piece of your right and left brain. It's a burden when you take low, when you want to go high. Y'all ain't talking to me. It's a burden when you want to snatch somebody into next year. But praise be to God, the blessings outweigh the burdens. Look at the text. I'm, I'm still in the text. Zechariah got in trouble with God earlier, nine months ago, because God told him, you're going to give birth to a boy. You're going to sire a child. Zechariah said, I'm an old man. I'm married to an old woman. You got the wrong one. You, you must be talking about Generation X. You, you talking about a millennial. I'm, a, I'm, I'm beyond a buster. Can I preach this? And for nine months, Zechariah is mute. A preacher who can't preach. A prophet who cannot declare the works of the Lord. But here, nine months later, after nine months of not being able to praise God, nine months of not being able to worship, nine months of not being able to preach, Zechariah has a test from God. And God says, what's his name going to be? And Zechariah confirms what he should have said nine months ago. His name is John. It's been a burden not being able to preach, but now the blessing comes because of his obedience to Almighty God. And now the same Zechariah who's been meet blesses God and praises God out of his obedience to Almighty God. It has been a burden, but now on the other side, there's a blessing. And not just one blessing. I, I can preach again. I, I can praise again. I can shout again. But not just the blessing of praise. I got the blessing of a miracle. I've been going through a burden, but now a miracle is here. And the miracle is a bouncing baby boy by the name of John. All because I obeyed God. Can I close the way I want to close? I dare you to do what God says. I dare you to forgive when you don't want to forgive. I dare you to believe when you don't want to believe. I dare you to go the extra mile when you don't want to go the extra mile. I dare you to tithe when you don't want to tithe. I dare you to love when you don't want to love. On the other side, there's a blessing. Anybody know that God can and God will bless? Is anybody blessed because of your obedience? You didn't want to, but you did it, and God made a way. God opened a door. God opened heaven, and now you're on the other side, and you got 
say, I'm blessed. I'm going to my seat right now. But that's your testimony. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed on Sunday. Blessed on Saturday. Blessed. Sits in my hand. Shoes on my feet. Testimony on my tongue. somebody don't let the crowd trick you you know something they don't know God didn't tell them God told you God told you to be holy God told you to develop a good conscience you not to be a gossip. God told you not to be messy. God told you to tame your tongue. God told you to drink from your own well. Everybody don't understand you. They don't comprehend you. They don't have what you have. after they thought you were crazy. I wouldn't do that. Hmm. You the one who's blessed. You the one who got delivered. You the one who's been set free. You the one that ain't done a bid. Some of y'all don't know what that is. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You the one that still got your name. You the one that still got a good reputation. You know what? Just having a good name is a blessing. I said having a good name is a blessing. Ain't nobody chasing you. You ain't hiding the car in Chatham County. Come on now, I'm talking. My brother, my sister, today is the day for you to be obedient to what God is calling you to do. It's easy to be disobedient. That doesn't require courage. That doesn't require belief. Somebody today, somebody today, God is calling you to accept Jesus as your Savior. God is calling somebody to unite with this church 
This is the first test of your obedience. Come on now from wherever you are. I'm talking to you, sister. I'm talking to you, brother. Walk down the aisle. Accept Jesus today. Come on, make the step, sister, brother. Unite with Watch Chapel. You are virtual, but today is the day for you to accept Jesus. Unite with this church. A small act of obedience can change your life. Obeying God can change your life for the better. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come on, wherever you are. Wherever you are, come on out. Don't, don't, don't delay. Don't wait. Don't, don't say December 31st. No, today. Today. If not now, when? If not you, then who? Come on. Is there one right now this morning, my sister, my brother? This act of obedience, accepting Jesus as your Savior, uniting with Watch Chapel? Is there one? Watch Chapel, ask your neighbor to your right or to your left. Those of you who are saved and members of the church, say, do you want to join the church today? Do you want to accept Jesus today? I want you to make a 360. Ask somebody in that 360 radius. Just ask them. Tell them I'll walk with you. Tell them I'll walk with you, brother. I'll walk with you, sister. Do you want to accept Jesus today? Don't assume. Let me hold, 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 let me know. Just because you've been seeing them, don't assume they a member. We got folk been here in 10 years. Ain't joined yet. Ask the brother or sister. Make a 360. Ask somebody. Come on, come on. Let's get back to ministry. Come on. Amen. So do you want to join today? Tell them I'll walk with you. Tell them I'll walk with you. When you do it, smile now. <laughs> Look, I'm opening the altar for somebody who needs the courage not to conform. God has told you to do some stuff. He hadn't told it to the crowd. God told it to you. And for some reason, you, you just haven't done it. You haven't had the courage to do it. You've been delaying. You've been procrastinating. I want you to come to the altar so I can pray over you. Let me tell you, it may seem small to you, but it's big in heaven. An act of obedience can change your life. It ain't something that I... It, the, the Holy Ghost has told you to do something. Take step forward, step forward, step forward, step forward. Come on, yeah. Thank you. The Holy Ghost has told you to do something. Forgive reconcile tithe stop cussing let it go 
Can I help somebody on this Sunday morning? That $100, you ain't going to get it back. That $500, that you ain't going to get it back. Let, let it go. Go to sleep. I know they got a new car with your money, but let it go. Now, I'm talking good now. I'm talking, that apology you still expecting? More than likely, you ain't going to get it. Sometimes we put our peace in other people's hands. Our peace comes from God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man and I pray for the spirit of obedience to saturate the life of every believer. I pray, God, that we might marinate mentally on how to obey you more, not how to scheme, not how to hustle, not how to get away with stuff. But, Lord, show us and make us eager to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us for disobedience. Forgive us for procrastination. Forgive us for not following through on what you said. Deliver us from disobedience right now. The disobedience of not doing what you said. The disobedience of doing stuff we know we should not be doing. Lord, give us the courage not to conform, but give us the belief to know that the blessings outweigh the burdens. Touch now in Jesus' name. Fill us with your spirit. The people of God said amen. 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 the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen, amen, amen.
Born. He was 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 born. He